Welcome to the Hayes Worldwide Careers Advice Podcast, bringing you insights into the world of work. In this series, I'll be talking to experts to give you practical tips and advice on careers. I'm your host, John Beasley from Hayes, the world's largest specialist recruiter. Changes to your career can sometimes be disruptive. Perhaps you have been made redundant recently, leaving you unsettled and unsure what to do next. In this podcast, we are joined by Sylvia Kelly, Career Transition Consultant Coach at Hayes Career Transition Services, who offers her expert insight into managing these challenges successfully. Sylvia, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Career change and transition can cover an array of topics. Please, could you clarify for our listeners what we mean by career change and career transition? Career change is usually when an individual is considered changing career pathways or sectors or industries and also completely changing their career direction. Um, career transition is where is really the process of that change and all the different stages involved in that and how to manage that change successfully. Thank you. And uh, what are the most common types of career change that can cause, I guess, the most stress and upheaval? There's a few different types. I think the most common one is redundancy. My job involves career coaching people who've been made redundant. So someone who's been in a role for 20, 30 years, all of a sudden they're being advised that they're being made redundant. That's quite confronting, quite stressful and can have lots of different, I guess, impacts on that individual. Also, if someone's found out they have an illness, that's very confronting and they may need to relook at their job and their career pathway and how they're going to manage everything. If someone has been unfortunately um, let go from their position, that's also quite confronting. And if someone, for example, moves to a different country, they may need to start over and look for a job, or even if they they move to a country and they have a job offer, just that whole transitional piece where they then might find that quite challenging um, and confronting as well. When you are unexpectedly made redundant, what emotions are you likely to feel and, uh, and how can these be managed over those initial few days? So naturally, that can be quite a confronting and, and stressful situation. And you will go through a number of different emotions. It's only natural and human to feel a number of different emotions. So the Kubler-Ross change curve really outlines those emotions quite clearly and effectively. And you can experience these in the first few days, weeks or months after being made redundant. So stage one is usually like shock and denial. Stage two would be anger and depression. Stage three would be integration and acceptance. That may look different for different individuals, but they're the range of emotions that most people will feel, as I said, in in those first few days. Because when someone's made redundant, it is like a grieving process. It's a loss. Um, It can be a loss of identity and so on. So it's quite natural to feel those emotions And it's understanding those emotions and working with a coach and or a counsellor and getting support to kind of, you know, manage those emotions and then accept what's happening and move forward. 
it works such a big part of our lives that obviously it is understandable exactly. to feel like that when when you go through that process you know you find out that that you're about to to lose that um from your lives and i suppose some people might have to work a, a certain period of time after finding out that they've been made redundant and if they have to stay in that role for you know a few extra weeks or even months and um, how would you recommend that they manage their stress during that period and how can they remain motivated that's a great question. It is really important that the individual seeks out support because you need support during this transition. So first of all, you can speak to your employer. You can ask, is there coaching support? So most organizations are very good at giving someone the option of having coaching. So that could be one-to-one coaching, could be the opportunity to attend job search workshops. So clarify with the employer, is there coaching available, which is usually paid for by the organization. Um, There may be counseling support available. Most organizations have an employee assistance program. So if you're finding the change in transition particularly challenging, um, you can also speak to a counselor. A coach can work with you on managing stress as well. It's important to have a plan in place and take a holistic approach. So the coaching and the counselling, speaking to your manager, speaking to friends and family. It's really important to to tell people how you're feeling. Um, There's some practical things that you can do. Exercise, maintaining good diet, having a plan. So working with your coach and having a job search plan, being proactive you know, taking action, putting things into place, applying for jobs, going for interviews, and also just choosing to have a certain mindset is really, really important. This is quite challenging, but there's a lot of um, exciting research around neuroscience and neuroplasticity now where you, you can actually retrain your brain to create more positive thought patterns. So you can choose how you're going to react to a stressful situation. It's not easy, but you can rewire your brain and actually create more positive thought patterns. So we all naturally default to stress when we're confronted by something like redundancy, but we can work with a coach or a counsellor and we can actually be mindful of our negative thoughts, that we're reacting emotionally, understanding our triggers, But then we can decide, Okay, I can choose to look at this as a stressful event or actually this might provide me with an opportunity to retrain and pursue that job or career that I've always wanted to. So there's lots of proactive strategies and things that you can do so you can actually feel empowered during a very difficult time and actually take control over the situation rather than the situation controlling you. Thank you. That's extremely helpful and a really positive way of dealing with it and, uh, you know, even improving yourself on on the way. You mentioned there about seeking advice from your employer. Are there any other support networks perhaps outside the workplace which which could help? I know you mentioned uh, counselling as well, um, but are there any other support networks? You can always tap into your local community services. So there might be a job search network or um, most uh, local services will provide um, government support around free career advice. And um, so you can you can make an appointment to see a career advisor and get free advice on job searching and so on, you know, and tap into different maybe job search uh, networking groups. 
The other thing I would recommend is um, tap into your professional association and your network. So speak to your peers and colleagues that you've worked with before, because probably someone else is going to, has gone through a similar experience in the past. So you can seek out mentors and colleagues and different people. And that's also really good networking as well in terms of maybe letting people know that you're looking for your next opportunity. So there's a range of different things that you can you can tap into. You know, obviously being made redundant is is nothing to feel ashamed of, but when applying for a new role, some people might worry about how to address their redundancy that they've experienced, whether that be on their CV or whether it be, you know, at the interview stage. What is the best way of dealing with that? That's a great question. And that's a question I get asked every day um, when I'm coaching my, my clients. The best way is to frame it in a positive light. So in most cases, it's the company that's making redundancies right across the organization. It's actually not the individual that's been singled out and being made redundant. It's actually due to financial reasons or restructure. It could be the economy. It could be a range of different factors impacting the financial status of that company. So the best way to frame it, even though it feels like such a personal thing when it, when it happens to you individually, it's actually decisions that are being made at a very kind of strategic high level that actually are about things like saving money or, um, you know, making changes internally. So it's the best way to frame it is that the organization is making those changes. It's not about saying that I've been made redundant. Mm -hmm. It's about saying the organization has made these changes. And then you can, you know, focus in on, I guess, the positive things that you've done at that organization. Thanks. That makes, uh, that makes perfect sense. And uh, now some of our listeners might, might even manage teams. They might have to support their employees through times of redundancy as well. What would your advice be to them and how they help support them? First of all, I would say that managers need the support themselves. So again, I would say seek out coaching support. So at Hayes Career Transition, we provide executive coaching to managers, senior managers and above. So one of our executive coaches will work with them individually because they they need that support because it's also happening to them. So once they're getting support and coaching, then they can be guided also by executive coaches or leadership coaches in terms of, okay, how can you support your teams effectively? So I think one of the key things is open and transparent communication. Mm -hmm. So I think the managers do need to also speak to their managers about how are we going to communicate this change? What's our strategy? What's our approach? In my experience, I, I come across the good and bad approaches and examples of how companies deal with redundancy and managing change. And one of the key things is people want to be kept informed. They want open and transparent communication at all the different stages. They need to know what's happening and when it's happening, especially if it's a long drawn out process. So I think just being upfront and transparent with employees, um, not knowing or miscommunication can have such a negative impact on morale and productivity and so on. So I think that's really, really important. Also, as part of what we do at Hayes Career Transition is we deliver workshops on how to manage change and transition effectively. And we do that for managers and also for employees. So again, that would support the managers in then implementing that change effectively with their 
with their employees. So there's a kind of management level and then also giving that support at the employee level. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So we have this question that we ask all our guests. If you could give one piece of careers advice to our listeners, what would that be? One of the key things is to embrace change and invest in yourself. So be prepared to continue investing in yourself, whether that's a course or training, developing your skills and maintaining your contacts. Fantastic. Lifelong learning. Um, That's great. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, It's been really interesting and uh, I'm sure our listeners will find it really helpful as well to help them through uh, their potential redundancies. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. If you have found this advice useful, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. At the same time, if you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to reach out to us via email at socialmedia at haze.com.